127 and 124. Lakers lose to the Washington Wizards. Lakers now fall, trying to keep uh, keep an eye on their record here. 22 and 10. So same record now as the Clippers, since the Lakers and the Clippers already played this season. Technically, Lakers would be third place in the Western Conference. Phoenix now right on the Lakers' heels. So don't be surprised or shocked after Wednesday's game, where the Lakers will be in Utah. They could fall. They could fall to fourth in the NBA standings. Um, Phoenix is sitting at 20 and 10. So we'll see uh, how things go. But that's three in a row um, for the Lakers, and that's four of their last five games. Uh, as always, if you want to be a part of the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show, 877-710-ESPN. I'm sure there's a lot of Laker fans out there that want to give their thoughts. A um, couple things I will point out here as I just kind of look at the box score for the Lakers. I know this is going to come up a lot. Montrez Harrell had 26 points, 9 rebounds. He played 23 minutes. He did have 5 fouls. Um I'm sure people are going to ask, well, why didn't he play more? I think I don't I don't remember seeing him towards the the final stretch of that fourth quarter and through uh, overtime. I don't remember seeing him, so I don't have an answer to that. What we will get a chance to do is when we hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, whenever that is, I'm sure that question is going to be brought up and that question is going to be asked. Um, Looking big picture for the Lakers right now, I mean, I, I know it's uh, it's very easy to react right after a loss, and when your team has pretty much over the last five games, the one win we have is against the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, obviously I've fallen since Anthony Davis left. The Dennis Schroeder part is a humongous, humongous loss for the Lakers as well with Anthony Davis out. But I don't want to make excuses in a game like this because Lakers had their opportunities. No question about it, they did. Um... You know, defensively for the Lakers, not that many adjustments in the second half. Uh, just kind of, uh, I guess we're hoping that Washington would just fold, and they didn't. They came out in that second half. I mean, that third quarter alone, they outscored the Lakers by eight. They outscored the Lakers by six in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, you know, you obviously, Lakers had a 14-point lead at halftime. Um, that has a lot to do with it. All right, let's take some of your guys' phone calls. Uh, let's start with Roderick in San Diego. What's going on, Roderick? Appreciate you calling in. Roderick, you there, bud? Hello? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just want to say, man, um, I think we shot ourselves out of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a lot of unnecessary threes when we could have just took it down low or tried to get a more high-percentage shot. And um, just like you mentioned before, I think we could have kept Montrez in because if you got Mark in, and he had five fouls, and he eventually fouled out. Mm-hmm. We could have took the same chance with Montrez. Yeah, and I, listen, I, I'm sure that, uh, and I appreciate you calling in. I, I'm sure there's going to be an explanation of what the game plan was uh, behind that. But I think at this point, it's fair to say. And and don't get me wrong, Marcus all three block shots tonight, two steals. Um, I know the seven points and five rebounds. That's not going to jump off the book. Montrez Harrell was having a game, ten of seventeen from the field. Uh, every time Robin Lopez tried to guard him, every time Alex Lynn tried to guard him, I mean, Montrez almost took it as disrespect. Every time, you know, whatever individual was out there, uh, he had two blocks as well, 26 points. Um, there were there were moments of the game where I think there was some head scratching, kind of trying to figure out here. Um, you you want to put in the guy that is having if Trez wasn't having a good game and you know he was having an off game that's one thing but Montrez was delivering uh Ken in Newport Beach Ken uh, appreciate you calling in what's going on Ken well you'd be probably shocked to know the first thing a Robert already said 
on the Laker telecast. Mm-hmm. He scratched his head and said, I have no reason to understand why Montrez wasn't in the game. The only thing that that um, Mark contributed in the end of the game was missing two free throws that would have won it. This is the second game in a row we've said that. And we're really starting to see some problems with this roster. 26 minutes from Wes Matthews, zero points. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is LeBron is trying to do it all. Another two for 10 with eight turnovers. In the last nine games, he's at 20% from three. There's no nothing called. There's no plays. In the end of the game, they're just standing around waiting for one guy to do it all. And he's just too tired to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's so and, and Ken, And, Ken, that's, that's the key right there, and I appreciate it. Um, I want to take a couple more calls, but that's the key right there. By the time LeBron gets to that, Midway through the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, he's gassed. I mean, every time listening to John and Michael on the broadcast, they'll say LeBron is checking out. And as LeBron checks out, uh, you don't have much time to give him rest to allow him, um, you know, obviously that opportunity to to get a real breather, a true breather before, um, uh, you know, he could come back. And I know people are going to look at him and they're going to say, Alan, you know, he's 2 of 10 from the three-point line. He has eight turnovers. Yeah, but he's doing everything. He's being asked to do everything. And I agree that, you know, not enough ball movement. Maybe sometimes there's too much isolation. I get all that. Um, but I, I also i am not one to say, well, you know, Le- LeBron's got to pick it up. I was telling Michael in the pregame show, no, no, LeBron doesn't have to pick up anything. It's everybody else. I mean, Wesley Matthews played 26 minutes tonight. We just said had zero points. That would be Dennis Schroeder right there. Do you know how big of a difference Dennis Schroeder is? I mean, it, it, I, I cannot emphasize how big of a difference uh, that would be. Um, Scooter in L.A. Scooter, appreciate you calling in. Go ahead. You're on the Pizza at Lakers postgame show. Uh, hi, Alan. How you doing? Good, man. Thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, I just wanted to say, man, that uh, picking back what you just said about LeBron, I think they need to rest him, man, at least one game, probably until Schroeder gets back because they'll probably use that, lose that game against Utah anyway, more than likely. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no sense in burning them out so soon, man, just, and just get ready for the uh, April and May and June, man. I mean, like you just said, the man can't do it all, man. And, they're, you know, the roster is, is obviously flawed right now, man. And just wait for the playoffs, man. Rest the man. Give him a break. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Scooter. Uh, listen, I will say this. Lakers also found them found ways to shoot themselves in the foot tonight. Free throw shooting. 11 of 17, critical free throw. Somebody just mentioned there, Ken, I think in Newport, mentioned the two missed free throws by uh, Marcus All. LeBron, the missed uh, free throw after his and one to tie the game in regulation. Um, you just need a few of those. You could lose a game, and, and that's a perfect example of what happened tonight. Sedano, LZ, and Cap are giving away cash to register. Text the word MISSION to 40705. Then listen in on weekdays at 4.30 for your name to be announced. If you call back within 20 minutes, you win. Uh, Lakers lose tonight 127-124 to 124 against the Washington Wizards. When we come back, more of your phone calls, plus Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. The phone number is 877-710-ESPN. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Steps back, throws it into Robin Lopez. Lakers steal it again. Here comes LeBron down the middle. LeBron shake and bake, hook pass KCP, back to Markeith Morris. Morris down the middle, out to Taylor Horton Tucker for three, and he buries it. And the Lakers look as good as they've looked maybe all month. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. Lakers lose 127-124, to the final score versus the Wizards. Uh, just to stay on that defensive side for a quick second, Lakers had nine steals and 11 blocks, which would tell you that they actually had a pretty decent defensive game. That wasn't the case. The 20 turnovers obviously didn't help. The second half, they gave up um, before overtime. They had given up 66 points in the second half, so that obviously really hurt the Lakers. Um, I know everybody is uh, waiting to get a chance to hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, so let's go uh, straight to it. Here's uh, Coach on the three-point loss to the Washington Wizards in overtime. Hey, Frank, you guys were up 15 about midway through the third quarter. Uh, what did you see from that point on? Yeah, this team keeps fighting. Uh, give them credit. Uh, you know, they made a run uh, right, right around that point. I'm going to have to go, go back and look at the tape uh, to see exactly what happened during that stretch. But um, – you know, give them credit. And then just wondering what you saw in the half court offensively uh, in the possessions and, you know, how much LeBron was on the ball and having to make plays and what you were looking to see. Yeah, we got to, we got to continue to, to look for the right balance. Um, you know, they have uh, two, two elite scorers down the other end, uh, you know, that had us with, uh, with the lineup out there that we can make sure we can get enough stops uh, to try to win. Um you know, some guys stepped up to to hit big shots. You know, with uh, I think Kenny and uh, Alex both hit threes uh, towards the end of the fourth there, and um, you know we got to continue to find ways to lighten his load. Okay, Kyle Boone, please. Hey Frank, um, was there any consideration to putting Trez in at the end of the game? Um, given, yes. given the uh, what was the choice there? Yeah, for sure. Um, but Robin Lopez is huge. And uh, like I said, they have two, uh, two dominant offensive players having huge nights and uh, one as much size that we could get uh, at the rim for defensive purposes. Okay, Dave McMenamin, please. Frank, how does this one compare to the last two losses? Obviously, you guys were hitting some outside shots. You had some several uh, different contributors on offense. But same results. I don't know. Are there any things that you point to that you liked in tonight versus the last two losses uh, versus you didn't like? Yeah, we're just, uh, you know, we're just in an adjustment period. You know, it's, it's tough for me to go back to what the last two uh, two games, you know, exactly looked like. Um, but we just didn't get the job done tonight. Uh, we're adjusting to uh, some guys being out. Uh, we're doing some good things. Uh, just falling a little bit short. But it's a uh, it's a long it's a long season. Our group's remaining together. They're they're fighting, and um, you know we'll get back to work tomorrow. Dan Wilkie, please. 
Frank, um, you guys don't have two days off uh, between now and the All-Star break. LeBron won't have a full All-Star break. Is there any consideration to giving him a day, um, minutes again, over 40 minutes tonight? Is that something you'll have to consider? Yeah, we, we consider, uh, you know, we consider that all season long with him, um, you know, and we'll, we'll make, uh, make those decisions on a game-by-game basis. Okay, um, we'll go to Bill Oram, please. Frank, kind of along the same lines, if, barring an injury, are you comfortable with the idea of LeBron playing all 72 in this season, just considering all, you know, the short offseason, you know, now no all-star break, the compressed schedule, all that? We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll continue to evaluate it game to game. Meet with the medical staff, meet with LeBron, see how he's feeling, see what the load looks like, and make those decisions game to game. Okay, Mark Medina, please. Hey, Frank, along those lines, what are your takes on how LeBron's managed the workload that he's had uh, without Anthony Davis on the floor compared to before that? How he's managed it? Yeah. He's a workhorse. He's doing everything everything he can for us. Okay, well, last two questions. Um, We'll go with Claudia Gestro, please. Frank, the Wizards are a much better team than their place in the stand suggests. How tough was it to face Westbrook, Lopez, and Beal at the same time? Yeah, I mean, that's you know, those two guys play like that. You're looking at one of the best backcourts in the whole game, in, in, in all of basketball. So, uh, you know, it's extremely difficult. I thought our guys really competed, made things tough on those guys. But um, those, those guys are playing at a super high level. Thank you. Okay, and last question, just to follow up with um, Dan, please. Frank, obviously LeBron is a workhorse, and, and he's proven that. Um, but between the short free throw in the last 10 seconds, um, you know, late on the foul of Westbrook and stuff, are you seeing any signs of fatigue with him on the court? Hey, we're just grinding away, trying to get wins, and, um, you know, we'll keep evaluating where we're at with that. All right, that's Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Um, you could tell by his answers. We've heard, uh, we've heard coach talk, obviously, all year. Um, yeah, th- this one's probably a tough one to swallow for the team, tough one to swallow for Laker fans, 127-124 and in overtime against the Wizards. You did hear what he said about why he did not put Montrez Harrell in, and it was more for defensive reasons. So there's your, there's your answer for those who called in earlier, and even I had the question mark of why not, Montre- why not play Montrez more towards the end of that game. Uh, let's take some more phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go with uh, Fred in Long Beach. Fred, appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. Go ahead, Fred. Hey, Phil, how's it going? Good, man. Thank you. You know, I just want to put a positive positive spin on what happened tonight. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big Lakers, Lakers fan, and the last three losses hurt. But from what Coach said, and he realizes now, we kind of need a little bit more Trez, and we're definitely missing Schroeder from the lineup. Oh, so Schroeder's key. Without those two guys, you know what I mean? We're missing a lot of firepower. And I think Coach realizes that, and the fans can see it. So I'm hoping we see more of that going forward. Fred, appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. Listen, I I try to, you know, I, I walk this fine line of not trying to make excuses, but also being as realistic as I possibly can. Um, losses in February, yes, they're annoying. You wish they weren't happening. I wish I was not sitting here saying the Lakers have lost four of their last five games, three in a row. You got Utah coming up on Wednesday. But let's look at this big picture for a quick second. I don't think the Lakers lose these last two games if Dennis Schroeder is playing. I mean, just as simple as that. Just Dennis Schroeder 
playing for the Lakers, I think that's the difference of two more wins out of these three straight losses. Okay, if Brooklyn's going to go out and they're going to hit 40-plus percent of their threes, um, that one's a little bit different. But these last two games, and, and of course, you know, I know Washington had won four games in a row prior to this. I know Miami's, you know, obviously a, a team that was in the NBA Finals last year against the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder is a humongous loss for the Lakers when Anthony Davis is not playing. That's your... That becomes your second best player if uh, if uh, if AD is out. Montrez, we, we know what Montrez is going to do. He showed it tonight. He's been showing it. And, and I think Dennis Schroeder is obviously one of those players as well. Um, let me take another quick one here. Genesis and Whittier. Genesis, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Thank you for taking the call. I love your show, Alan. I just have a quick thing to say about right now when uh, Coach Vogel mm-hmm. was having his press conference. Mm-hmm. The excuse of not putting Montrez in for defense to me is not valid because he's been he was playing great defense, and not only that, I feel like Coach Vogel just has this mentality of you know what my starting lineup is what it is, and with five minutes left in the first quarter, I'm going to take LeBron out. I'm going to put him in with one minute left in the first. He just has his lineup set, and I think that sometimes you just got to go with the hot hand. And I mean, he's great, and I feel. Like, we're just getting to this zone where we're comfortable. And up 17, early in the third, there's no way you need to lose to this team. It's not time to hit the panic button. I understand that the Wizards are not a great team, but it's not time to hit the panic button. We but, you, but, but, you, but you still, still want to win, right? And, and I think Genesis, I, I think you that's the point. Win. Exactly. And, and I appreciate you calling in. We do got to go to break. I'll just say this one thing on the uh, on Coach mentioning um, – took Trez out for defensive purposes. I get it, too. I I get the Lakers wanted more size, but I'm with you. I would have took my chances with Montrez Harrell. I would have because he also brings a certain type of energy. He also brings a certain type of attitude. He did have two blocks in tonight's game. Uh, There are times that he he sacrifices his body, gets an offensive foul. So I I think I would have took my chances with Trez, especially because the dude was delivering. Right, I mean, statistically, 26 points and 9 rebounds in just 23 minutes, 10 to 17 from the field. When we come back, more of your phone calls, plus Alex Caruso. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint. Lakers do lose the points in the paint battle 66 to 50. They lose the game in overtime, 127 to 124 against the Washington Wizards. Um, I do want to read off a quick tweet here. Uh, Sham Sharania from The uh, Athletic just put out a tweet a few minutes ago. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers are waving guard Quinn, Qu- uh, Quinn Cook, sources tell The Athletic and the stadium. Teams are expected to express interest in Cook, who has served as a reliable guard and locker room voice 
for two title teams in L.A. and Golden State. Um, we'll see what that means for the Lakers. We'll see if this is positioning uh, the Lakers to uh, you know, potentially add somebody else. I don't want to make any assumptions or anything like that, but this is uh, kind of the, the part of the season where you start paying attention and, and you start looking at, okay, let's let's figure this out. Let's are, Is there another roster spot or something that we need? And, and that's not just the Lakers. This is teams around the NBA. We've heard names, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, DeMarcus Cousins. Names are starting to be thrown out there. And um, this is the time where the contenders are trying to put themselves in even a better spot. This is the time where, um, obviously, uh, you, you kind of uh, put yourself in a spot where whatever you need to fill, whatever hole you need to fill, you you uh, certainly get to it. Um, okay, let, let's get to Alex Caruso here. Lakers lose 127-124 to against the Washington Wizards in overtime. Here's Alex Caruso on the Lakers' loss. Hey, Alex, uh, another night where you guys had a, a couple possessions in which you guys could have won this game. A lot of people will probably look at the final couple possessions, but can you kind of take us back to the 17-point lead, 15-point lead there in the third quarter, and what changed? Yeah, you know, they uh, they kept fighting. You know, credit to them for keep keep playing. You know, NBA is a long game. Um, you know, that's the saying, and that's that's what it is night in, night out. And uh, I don't think it was a us not respecting the opponent thing. You know, I think we, we, we were still playing the same, but I think we just uh, didn't have that same sense of urgency throughout the third. Um, really, once once we went up, you know, 15, 16, 17, and then that second unit came in. We didn't do a good enough job of, of keeping the intensity and raising the uh, raising the bar back up. So uh, we got to play faster. You know, we were playing well in the first half. We were playing defense and getting out on the break and playing uh, with pace. So, uh, and, you know, it's just a consistency thing. It's just a consistency thing. And I think we're getting there, you know, game by game, we're getting better. And obviously, you know, we're missing some guys, but, you know, we're not a team for excuses. Uh, just got to find a way to get it done. You speak of the lack of urgency when you're playing against two guys like Bradley Beal and, and Russell Westbrook, uh, who, who actually epitomized that. What kind of challenges do they put on you guys defensively, and especially as they were able to get hot on the stretch? Yeah, they're a good uh, one-two punch of, of playing off of each other, whoever wants to be the one at any given time. You know, Brad stretch the floor and get to, the, get to his spots and, and shoot over you, and then Russ is uh, downhill with a head of steam. <clears throat> excuse me, trying to find guys and then finish at the rim. So uh, it's a good tandem, you know, and then they got some shooters around them, a good bigs. Um, it's a really good setup for them. You know, they, they, they've gotten hot lately. They're playing well, but, uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed we didn't finish the game. Carl Goon, please. Hey, Alex. Um, with Without Dennis, uh, do you think that even though you guys might be playing – similar to maybe some longer minutes for you. Does that change the way you feel those minutes handling the ball more? Does it require you to expend more energy per minute, so to speak? Maybe a little bit, um, you know, just trying to play with pace and push the ball up. But, you know, even when I'm not doing that, I'm running the corner. So uh, it's it's pretty much the same energy output. I think it's just more of a, uh, you know, mental focus of, of – calling the plays and making sure guys are in the right spot, which I thought I did a good job of tonight, um, better than I have the first two games without uh, Dennis and AD. So uh, like I said, man, we're, we're improving and it's a long season. Um, obviously really frustrated that we didn't win tonight and didn't win the last couple of games, but uh, got to keep big picture in mind and, and just keep growing and keep getting better. All right, let's go to Dan Moiki. 
Hey, Alex, um, you, you kind of said it frustrated, but trying to keep the big picture in mind. How tough is that? I mean, you guys are in a stretch now where you've lost three in a row to, you know, really close games against teams that you probably feel like you should have beaten. Um, what, what's kind of the, the vibe inside that locker room? Yeah, a little frustration, but, you know, I mean, we know how good we are um, when we put our minds to it, when we play a full, complete game, um, even without the guys that we don't have right now. Um, you know, we – we went through a stretch last year where we had a couple of guys out and we lost, I think, four in a row and, you know, about the same time in the season, a third of the way through the season. Um, and, you know, it was the same kind of feeling I have now where I'm just really, really frustrated because uh, night in, night out, you know, I compete to win no matter the possession, no matter the game. And I don't like losing. Losing sucks. Winning's fun. Um, that's why you play the game. But like I said, Keeping the big picture in mind, we got to continue to just try and grow and grow and, and, and win along the way. All right, we have time for one more. Let's go to Jovan. Hey, Alex. Um, you, you just referenced that four-game losing streak last season. I'm curious, what, what do you remember from that and what you guys kind of learned from that? And you think that is kind of applicable with, with this situation as you kind of just referenced that? You know, a lot of the same things, um, more self-inflicted wounds, more so than, than other teams doing stuff to hurt us. You know, it was more just us uh, getting better with our coverages, getting better offensively, moving, uh, finding the right shots, making shots, uh, just playing the way that we want to play. And, uh, you know, I think we kind of got away with maybe not playing the perfect game, executing as well as we should when we've had a full squad, you know, just relying on our talent. Um, and, you know, maybe... <clears throat> Excuse me. Now that we're missing a couple guys, uh, we're starting to figure out the execution part, starting to figure out the, the attention to detail. Um, we are getting better. I mean, we played in spurts tonight. We played really, really well. Uh, but like I said, it's a long game. Uh, season comes with highs and lows, right? No matter if it's 82 games, 60 games, 72 games, you know, there's a long season and you gotta, you gotta keep the big picture in mind, but, but it is frustrating. You know, I want to win. Um, and, and I think we're going to win in the future. It's just just about staying the course. All right, that's AC right there, Alex Caruso. Um, yeah, you could listen. You could hear it in his voice. You could certainly hear it in Lakers head coach Frank Vogel's voice. Um, it's probably a ticked-off locker room right now. Uh, certainly, I would understand it if it is. A couple games, you, you had some chances to win. Tonight specifically, they, they tonight it should have been a W for the Lakers they should have kind of started, especially you got that game coming up on Wednesday against the Jazz. Let me squeeze in a quick call here. Uh, Danny in L.A. Danny, appreciate you calling in. You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. Good evening, Alan. Thank you for taking my call. Um, two things that I would like to bring up. One of them is Wes Matthews. This year he's he hasn't done anything, man. And not only that, but, he, you know, those minutes could have gone to someone else, you know, spread those minutes. And the other thing I've been hearing the rumors about um, the Lakers trying to get uh, PJ Tucker, um, it's going to be the same, just like with, with Matthews. He's been struggling all year. What do you think? Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's tough to make any assumptions on any of these players out there. Um, listen, I think the Lakers. I think it's very easy right now to be sitting here. And and Alex Caruso explained it perfectly. He said last year there was a stretch. We had a couple guys missing. We lost four games in a row. Um, everything was fine after that. Obviously, we know what the result was. They are in the middle of a stretch right now where they couldn't get to the All-Star break any sooner. And it's not going to get any easier because these next five games, four of them are against teams that are in the playoff picture in the Western Conference. Four of them. Utah's got the number one seed. 
Um, Portland is in the mix. I think they're fifth. Warriors are eighth. Phoenix are fourth. I mean, you got this is not going to get any easier, and you're going to try to do it without Anthony Davis. I can't wait for Dennis Schroeder to come back personally because I do think that's going to be a key thing. Um, LBJ coming up next. Uh, stay right here. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Pizza at Lakers Pulse Game Show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 127 and 124 Wizards over the Lakers. Next game for the Lakers, by the way, coming up this Wednesday. The Lakers and the Utah Jazz in Utah. Looking at the NBA standings right now, uh, Utah obviously the best record in the NBA. Give them credit for what they've done. That's going to be a challenge. Um, LeBron tonight, you know, there's so much conversation about LBJ. I even had a couple callers say, hey, what, why don't they just sit him in the game against on Wednesday against the Jazz? You, you, nobody's going to expect the Lakers to win that game. I, I just don't think LBJ is going to sign up for that. He had 31 points tonight, 13 assists, 9 rebounds, 14 to 29 from the field, but shot 2 of 10 from the 3 and had 8 turnovers. Um, this is the one part that I, I do feel is real. By the time you get to the fourth quarter, LeBron, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if – He's gassed by then. He's asked to do everything. He Every time he goes out and tries to take a couple-minute breather, if they had a lead, uh, it's cut down. If they were down, then they're down by even more. I mean, it's not like a – Lakers don't have a luxury here in without Anthony Davis or Dennis Schroeder. Uh, but let's get LBJ's thoughts, get his thoughts on the Lakers' um, loss to the Washington Wizards and just where the Lakers are overall right now. Hey, Brown, another chance, another opportunity, a uh, game in which you guys – uh, had a chance to take the lead, win the ball game. How would you kind of assess, describe how this one turned out? Um, you know, we I think we played well enough to win and, and also not well enough to win at the same time. Um, you know, in the third quarter, we built up a big lead and, you know, we allowed them to, you know, get back into the game. We took our foot off the gas and, um, you know, they just kept putting the pressure on us and, and, and made us come back, you know, late in the fourth. And, um, obviously, I take you know full responsibility missing that free throw. I got to make the free throw step up there. That's an easy point for us. But, um, you know, we didn't lose the game there, but I take that responsibility for sure, and I got to be better. Bronna, it seems almost unfair to ask this question, knowing what you guys as a team last season went through um, in terms of adversity. A lot of that off the court. When you look at it now from a basketball standpoint on the court, would you consider this adversity for you guys? Um. You know, it's a challenge for us. It's a little adversity. I mean, you know, the injuries and things that's going on with our team and you know, obviously AD being so, you know, he's a big piece of our team. I mean, a huge piece of our team. And then you add Dennis not being out there, another ball hand, another scoring uh, guy, another commander of our offense and our defense. It's, it's, a, it's a big blow for us. So, you know, we're in a rough patch right now, but we'll figure it out. That's for sure. Obviously a big one on Wednesday uh, with Utah. What's the message from you to your guys right now? Um, well, I mean, it's our next, it's our next opponent, it's our next challenge. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. We know that team has been playing extremely well. One of the hottest teams in the NBA, if not the hottest team along with Brooklyn. Um, and also along with Washington, if you really want to keep it honest, Washington's won five straight too. So, um, but Utah's been playing extremely well basketball this year. They've been moving the ball, sharing the ball, 
that ball is popping and they shooting the hell out of the three ball. So we got to we got to be uh, be able to cover the three point line for sure. Thanks, Brad. Okay, McMenamin, please. Well, Brad, who keeps you uh, honest when it comes to your workload? Like, obviously, you have the competitive juices and you keep yourself in shape to be able to make yourself available for your teammates. But is there someone who is like, hey, maybe we're maybe we're going too far right now. We should we should look at, um, you know, finding some ways to rest. In your uh, I mean, I'm resting now. I'm sitting here talking to you guys. I'm resting when I get in my car and head home. I'm resting when I get home. I rest tomorrow. Um, you know, I think this whole narrative of, uh, you know, LeBron needs more rest or I should take more rest or I should take time here. Um, it's become a lot bigger than what it actually really is. Um, from I, I've never talked about it. Um, I don't talk about it. I don't believe in it. Um, you know, we all need more. I mean, this is a, a, a fast turnaround from last season. Uh, and we all wish we can have more rest. But, you know, I'm here to work and I'm here to, to, to punch my clock in and be available to my teammates. And, and if I'm hurt um, or if I'm not feeling well, um, then um, we can look at it then, but um, I have nothing but honest people around me, but I'm also honest with myself as well. And, um, you know, me having the love for the game um, and me being able to be available to my teammates is more important than anything. Bill Orem. Hey, LeBron. Um, why, why is it that that is, why, why is it that that is the most important thing to, to be out there every night and to hold yourself accountable and, and push yourself when, you know, there is a sentiment around the league that you, know, you, you, you essentially would have a pass to take a game here or there if you wanted to. Why not take that pass? I'm not, I'm not pushing myself. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm, I'm going on and I'm playing the game. I mean, I'm doing my job. Um, I'm trying to do it at a high level. Um, but that's been a, 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 a narrative around the league. I, I've never... Uh, ask for time off or, 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 you know, time throughout the season, um, you know, and it's, it's grown to a point where, you know, it's not even coming from me anymore. It's just like, okay, well, what, what LeBron should take time off or, you know, why is his, his workload at this, you know, I've been hearing it for five, six, seven years now uh, and I'm still, uh, you know, going strong. So um, I, I don't, I don't need a handout. I'm not looking for a handout. I mean, my job is to go out when I'm available uh, when I'm healthy to go out and play. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. Mm. Go to Kyle Goon, please. Hey, LeBron, I have another question about your minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, but seriously, it, with without Dennis... Um, uh, I will call you. Uh, without Dennis um, and, and taking on more of the, the ball handling, does that change how you feel... Um, you know, minutes, does, does that require more energy per minute when you're doing more of those responsibilities? Well, it's a different responsibility. Um, um, you know, obviously when Dennis is on the floor, you know, he's a, one of our primary ball handlers. When AD is on the floor, he's one of our primary low guys where we give him the ball and we allow him to, to work. Um, so it just changes for all of us, including myself. Um, but it's something that I'm not, it's not it's something I've done before. Uh, and, um, you know, I can continue to do it, but I would much rather us be whole. I'd much rather our team be healthy and, you know, we playing whole basketball than me having to go out and, and um, you know, you know, be the, the primary all the time ball handler. But, you know, right now this is needed because our, our, we have some guys that's out 
and it's needed for me to do that. And uh, and I got to take responsibility of it. I can't have eight turnovers. Um, and, and I got to make sure I put my guys in position to be successful. All right, we have time for two more. Let's go to Dan Wojcik. Hey, LeBron. Um, since the Detroit game, uh, the three-point shot hasn't really fallen for you. Um, I'm curious if there's anything you, you kind of put that on um, and if there's anything that, that you think um, can get you going or get that part of your game going back to the way it was the first 20 games this season. Yeah, just got to keep uh, keep shooting. Um, you know, for me, I, I put the work in. You know, I, uh, you know, this morning I was at the facility. Um, I went uh, 30 straight, 35 straight minutes of just shooting threes. Uh, you know, catching a great rhythm felt great. And uh, a lot of my uh, ones felt great tonight besides two of them. Um, the last one didn't feel so great. And it was one in the first quarter where, I, you know, I didn't even hit the rim. It didn't feel so great, but the other eight feel great. Um, so um, just keep on, keep on shooting them and, and live with the results. And last question, please. Let's go to Mark Medina. Hey, LeBron, I understand the comments you made about your workload and the comfort level with that, but just, you know, the fact that you're selected for the All-Star game and you're not going to have that break, is there anything that you're planning to do to somewhat compensate for that because you don't have that that recharge opportunity? Uh, I don't know. You try to find some time in between time to get some rest as much as you can when we're not playing. Um, really don't have too much of a comment about the All-Star break. Um, you guys know how I feel about that, so. Um, I don't even want to tap into that into that uh, to that mindset, but um, you know we have a couple of days. You know after we play our last game, I believe it's at SAC um, before that before that game on Sunday. So I get an opportunity to rest a little bit. All right, that's uh, LBJ right there on the Lakers' three point loss to the Washington Wizards. Uh, by the way, and I'm not surprised by this, shocked by it, or anything like that. LeBron's going to play. If he thinks he could play, he's going to play. And so far, you know, obviously what we've seen from him this season. Um, don't expect LeBron to take many nights off. And I know it would be nice and be a great luxury if the Lakers can blow out teams and he gets to sit in the fourth quarter. That has not been, at least in this first half of the season, that has not been part of the equation so far for the Lakers. It really hasn't. Um, doesn't get any easier coming up on Wednesday. So Lakers and the Jazz, you know, it's interesting. With Utah, you have Donovan Mitchell averaging 24 points a game. Um, and you would think, okay, hey, Donovan Mitchell, this guy's the man. They got six guys scoring in double figures, so this is definitely by committee. Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Vigdanovich, Rudy Gobert, and Joe Ingles, six guys averaging in double figures, so that just kind of gives you an idea um, how the Utah Jazz attack, why they have the best record in the NBA. A lot of it is because it is done by committee. Lakers will have to play nearly perfect basketball coming up uh, on Wednesday against the Utah Jazz. So that's our next broadcast. Uh, a reminder, 5.30 pregame tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Um, I've got Lakers talk tomorrow from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., so two hours of uh, Los Angeles Lakers talk. And then tomorrow morning starting at 5 a.m., Keyshawn, um, LZ, or Keyshawn, Keyshawn Zubin, uh, uh, Travis, and, uh, and Jay Will. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.